That one, year number four. It's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 266 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, a beautiful day here in Sandusky. And I'm going to jump into some of the uh, news of the day, as well as look back at uh, a portion of round 11, because we had uh, upsets galore, and... uh, well, I think I got one of them right, and uh, we're, we're seeing some separation beginning to happen on the ladder. But uh, before we jump in, ladies and gentlemen, remember, if you are wanting to get your local footy club uh, getting a shout-out during an upcoming episode, I do hope you'll uh, drop me a note via email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. Now, this is, of course, if you think you'd be a great guest on the podcast or if you know somebody who'd be a great guest, I'd love to hear from you. You can find all of my socials over on my website, yankonthefooty.com. My Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram, my LinkedIn is there, I believe, as well. Uh, you can find a Yank on the Footy podcast on Facebook, at uh, yank underscore on Twitter. But again, my website is yankonthefooty.com. If you go over there, you can get on the mailing list so that when new episodes like this one come out, they're in your inbox not too long after they have been released, within about 10 minutes or so. And uh, as well as if you want to help out the podcast, uh, if you enjoy the show, one, I hope you'll tell your friends. And two, if you'll take a couple of moments, you can leave a review over there on the website or it'll take you out to Spotify or to Apple Podcasts where you can leave a review there. It allows me to then share your review out on my social media, uh, hopefully you'll share it as well once it's out there, where you can then help to, to grow the podcast, get more people listening. I'm closing in on a goal uh, that I had. Uh, I was hoping, my goal for this year was to reach 50,000 downloads total since I started the podcast. Now, that's not a, a lot. You know, There are podcasts out there. Joe Rogan, for example, has 50,000 downloads within two minutes of when he produces a new episode. I'm a small fish in a big pond. I understand that. Uh, trying to do the best that I can. A lot of people do enjoy the podcast. I appreciate hearing from them. If you enjoy it, I hope, like I said, I hope you'll share it. Uh, but if you want to leave a review, you can do that. That really helps the show. If you want to help keep the lights on, you can click on the Buy Me a Coffee button that's there, or you can go to my store page. I have put a couple new stickers or a couple new designs. Uh, one of them is from a quote from somebody on Twitter, which I really, really liked and thought, this is just awesome. So I turned that into a new image. And uh, also one that is going to maybe make uh, the supporters of one club a little melancholy, but then probably piss off the supporters of another club as well. And and I'll give you a hint. I think that club's already pissed off right now, or at least those supporters are pissed off right now, as it is. In fact, I might even go so far as to say they might even be a little blue. Yeah, well, there you go. Okay, so again, you want to help out the show, you can do that, okay? Now, today's club of the episode are the Y Young Tigers of the East Gippsland Football League. And the Tigers were one of the originating clubs in the league in 1974, but they'd been around for several decades prior to that. Now, the men's senior side has made it through their first pass of the uh, fixture uh, with the other seven clubs sitting with an unblemished record of seven wins and no losses with a massive percentage Are you sitting down a percentage of 360.49 through seven games? The senior men's side is back in action on June 3rd at 2.15, facing off against the Lucknow Magpies 
at the Lucknow Recreation Reserve. Also on the 3rd at Lucknow Hall, the club is going to be holding their Tigers Ball. And the ball is going to, you know, big big shindig. Uh, get your tickets early because you can save a little money on that. That's coming up this weekend. Bring your own drinks with pizza being delivered to the hall later in the evening. Pre-sale tickets are going for $40 for adults, $20 for students, or $100 for a family of four. Uh, on on night tickets or at the door as we might call it here uh, in the U.S. fifty dollars and thirty dollars respectively. And entertainment is going to be by the Jimmys and DJ Provo. Now, those of you in America might realize or notice that you know we do have a city in Utah by the name of Provo. I'm gonna guess that's not where this DJ got their name. I hope everybody has an awesome time, and I want to wish the Tigers the absolute best throughout the rest of 2023. Now. This weekend of, of games, folks, was quite frankly one of the most uh, interesting game, uh, sets of matchups that we had going in many, many years with, with a lot of games that, quite frankly, we could look at as being upsets. And I didn't have the cojones or the, the intestinal fortitude or the, the, the will to stick with one of my tips, if you will, that I made Monday of last week. Okay, well, let's first off, let's look at Sydney and Carlton, and the wheels are just falling off at Carlton right now. Uh, you know, they've dropped now down all the way to 13th on the ladder with four wins, six losses, and a draw. Uh, they're, you know, I did see somebody post, uh, a comment on, on Twitter that I thought was humorous and I apologize blues supporters, but it was one where, you know, the club was deciding to, you know, that the, they realized that, that the supporters were upset from last year where they, they missed out on the finals by less than a half a percentage point. And having lost that in the final moment of the last game of the season, and, the, and this person was joking, saying, well, at least the club was being nice enough to make sure they didn't have to suffer through that again this year. Um, now, I'm not this again, I've said this from the outset. You go back and listen to my preview episodes, especially when I previewed my ladder prediction. I said this club was talented enough to be, I think I put them in the top four. This club is talented enough on paper to rattle off five, six, seven wins in a row. Are they going to do it? I have no clue. They seem to be rather dysfunctional right now. They're really, really scuffling. Um, you know, you, you, you're seeing you know, Patrick Cripps getting shut down. Uh, if, you know, if you shut him down, that makes things much more difficult for the club. Um, Harry Mackay is uh, really, really struggling. Uh, yet again, he's just he's having a, a very difficult time kicking the football. You know, no goals, three. You know, on the season, he is he is scuffling. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, fourteen goals, sixteen behinds. Um, that's not typical of him. And 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 I know players, and you know that, or I know that you know, there's been a lot of discussion in in the media online that that he is signed through the year 2030. And there's a lot of players that are signed to long-term contracts with the Blues. So there's not seemingly a whole lot of flexibility unless they're going to end up doing something, you know, to spark this club, to shock this club back into uh, whatever it needs to go be successful. I mean, are they going to, you know, they're going to find themselves doing something similar to what the, the Magpies did last year. And I guess it's turning out to work out for well for them by, by shedding uh, Brody Grundy and a good chunk of his contract. And again, they're paying part of his contract with the D's right now, but, uh, you know, nonetheless, you know they they were able to get out from underneath some of his contract, but this is this is a club that is far too talented to be performing at the level they are right now. Okay, they they, they just they're scuffling, and it's just 
And I know if you're a, 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 a blue supporter, you're frustrated. You've dropped four in a row. And all of them by over four goals on average. 26, 20, 28, and 26 points. 22 prior to that. 56 prior to that against the Crows. You know, you had a huge win against the Eagles. A marginal win against the Ruse. You beat the Cats. And, the, you know, the Cats were... The defensive structure with the Cats was in terrible condition at that point in time. And Charlie Kernow went bat. Bat's not crazy kicking five goals. And then you beat the Giants as well um, by ten. But, you know, looking at the whole of this season so far, other than knocking off the defending premiers who, let's be honest, as a supporter of that club, they ain't been all that good this year. It's a lot like riding a roller coaster. Lose three, win five, lose three. I've already recorded my tips for uh, round 12, and, uh, well, I think that three might actually be changing as well because I'm very worried about what's going to happen with the Bulldogs this weekend. So you'll have to tune into that. That's going to be released at 11 o'clock on Thursday morning in Melbourne. That episode will be getting released. I'm going to be out of town uh, when that's going on, so I will not be... Uh, recording at that point in time, Mick Aussie and I have already recorded. It's going to be episode 267. This is 266, which I'm recording before it, or excuse me, after it. Uh, so I'm doing these in kind of inverse order because I talked to Mick earlier this evening. But I'm just worried about the Blues because they've got they've got you know some tough games coming up. They've got the Demons, the Bombers, the Suns. You know, three Cubs that are fighting for spots in the eight. You know, two of them are are there. The Suns are. Knocking on the door. Then they got the Hawks, who the Hawks just knocked off St. Kilda. And that's the game right there that I just did not have the balls to make the call that I needed to make on that one. Because I said last Monday night during the live episode, in which uh, I think Rick Shabani and uh, one of the young men from uh, Americans Watching the Footy podcast, you should check out their show if you're not listening. These guys really dig much more deeply into things than I do. Uh, they do a great job. But I said then that I thought the Hawks might beat beat the Saints. And then when I did my tips with Mick that Wednesday night, two days later, I basically said that I recovered from my head wound and I tipped St. Kilda. And I got St. Kilda wrong. So I put a, I put a video up on uh, Twitter not long after that apologizing to Hawks supporters, which I don't think any self-respecting Cats supporter would have ever done. Uh, but I, I got it wrong. You know, the one saving grace right now for... The Blues is they have their next four games at the MCG. Okay? And in fact, six of their next seven, seven, eight, nine, nine of their next ten are in Melbourne. They've got four, five, six at the MCG, and three at Marvel. You know, they've got the you know, they got the Saints, the Eagles, and the Power at Marvel. They're going to Optus for the Dockers. That's their only out-of-town road game between now and mid-August. So this is an opportunity for this club to turn things around and re-seize what every Blues supporter, or at least I think every Blues supporter, thought was going to happen and what I thought was going to happen because this is a damn talented side. This is a really talented side. I, I think I even said something earlier in the year that, you know, that if given the opportunity, yes, I know there's the advanced age with um, Tom Hawkins and with Jeremy Cameron, I said, but, you know, I said there'd be very few clubs in the comp who would not trade their pair of leading key forwards with Carlton. 
I'm not sure that would be the case right now with the way Harry Mackay is going. I think with Kernow, they would definitely make that deal. But with Mackay, I'm not sure at this moment in time. And I hope this young man gets things turned around because he's a talented player, but they, they just don't seem to be using him as properly as they could. At least that, that's my take on it. But yeah, yeah, you know, I the Blues, they just got thumped by, you know, a club that was beat up, quite frankly. A club that in just a few hours is likely going to be taking at least two, if not three players in the mid-season season draft because their their list is full of holes right now. Their list is absolutely full of holes at this moment in time. So, I mean, they're they're getting ready to have to figure out how do we fill these spots. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, again, I'm, I'm not <clears> – <throat> I understand the concept of the midseason draft. I, I know I've seen who has picks and who doesn't, but, I, I you know, I don't know – enough about the players that they're speculating on bringing in. I, I've heard a name being bandied about for the Cats that they may be looking at a uh, a mature-aged player that has played in the ruck position in the past because, you know, uh, there's concern about, you know, Jonathan Sigler's abilities and Reese Stanley is still recovering from the broken uh, orbital bone around his eye. And from what I've gathered, he still is dealing with some double vision issues. Okay, and that no, that does not mean he's listening to some old foreigner songs. Ask your parents if you're not familiar with that really, really bad reference. But again, yeah, I, I took St. Kilda in the second game of the weekend, and I and I, I got that I got that wrong. Okay, um, Hawthorne, I tip my cap to you. This is a young, up and coming side. Now, here's the thing. Based upon the information that has come out today, or the last 24 hours or so. I'm not sure exactly what the heck is going to be happening here at Hawthorne. It sounds like that the the group, the independent group that was investigating what transpired between uh, the in, indigenous couples and the club and people involved in the club, you know, Chris Fagan, Alistair Clarkson, um, and one other individual, I believe it was, you know, Clarko has taken a leave of absence due to the stress. But it sounds like that that commission has not reached any kind of a consensus or any kind of a resolution at all so that there aren't any um, any charges or filings or anything coming out of that but nonetheless and I'm reading I, I printed out a couple of articles from uh, code sports today that I was reading uh, after I got home from work today and it just it is it's a little confusing for me quite frankly and I'm gonna I'm gonna use an analogy which I think it's probably not the best analogy, but it's the best one that I can think of at this point in time. Um, but, you know, you know, Robo wrote, uh, and this came from News Corp, and it's reprinted in, the, in Code Sports. His headline was that Robo on the cultural bomb escalating from the Hawthorne racism scandal. And, uh, you know, Chris Fagan is, you know, is also, this is a Lauren Wood article from the Herald Sun, also reprinted with uh, Code Sports where Fagan said he would welcome court action in the wake of the AFL closing its investigation into racism scandal. But what it what has transpired is that they said that this is now going to be moving on to the Australian Human Rights Commission. Okay, and I was reading up on the Human Rights Commission, and it says that, uh, you know, in terms of the what we do, and I'm on their website, it says... Uh, it's an independent statutory organization uh, established by an act of federal parliament. We protect and promote human rights in Australia and internationally. Okay. Great concept. I certainly want people's human rights, uh, you know, protected. 
and again, I don't have a proverbial dog in this fight. I don't, I don't have enough of opinion in terms of what went on because I don't, I'm not privileged to end the information about everything that went on with this. And I don't think most of us are either. But the, the analogy, the best thing that I can compare this to, and, and this is probably wrong because this, this would again, you know, kind of give a hint or an indication that there might've been some sort of, you know, um, actual wrongdoing on the part of Chris Fagan or Alistair Clarkson, but I'm going to go back about 20 years, and many of you are familiar with the name O.J. Simpson, okay? O.J. Simpson was a professional football player here in the United States. He played for the Buffalo Bills for a, a number of years. He finished out his career with the San Francisco 49ers, was a phenomenal running back, a ball carrier. Well, he was arrested and accused of having murdered his ex-wife and a man with the worst timing in the history of mankind, a, a gentleman by the name of Ronald Goldman, who happened to simply work at a restaurant that uh, Simpson's widow had gone to for lunch, I believe, earlier in the day or dinner earlier in the day, and she'd left her sunglasses behind. And I'm not sure if the restaurant called uh, her home or he happened to knew, knew, know where she lived, but he decided he was going to drop off her sunglasses at her home. Well, he was killed. Yeah, they were both killed in like the front doorway, the entrance to her townhouse home, whatever the case may be. Well, O.J. Simpson was tried for these, these crimes, and, and people thought, well, O.J. Simpson committed these, these crimes because you know, there had been evidence of, of spousal abuse and that sort of thing, and it was a... Many, many months long trial. It was televised. It was on television for 20, you know, for months and months. I don't want to say 24-7, but they talked about it all the time. They carried the entire trial on television. You could watch it. The entire trial was on television. So people all over the country were able to watch this, this uh, case. Well, OJ was found not guilty in criminal court of having murdered his wife and Ronald Goldman. But the family of Nicole Brown Simpson and the family of Ronald Goldman filed a lawsuit against O.J. Simpson, basically saying that he had violated their civil rights, their, basically their right to live. Now, So they went before a civil court. So it was not a criminal charge. There was this, so this was going to be dealing with monetary damages, with money. And in that, in that civil case, O.J. Simpson was found liable for the deaths of these two people. And he was ordered to pay tens of millions of dollars in restitution. Now, he hasn't paid a penny as far as I know. Okay? Uh, you know, he wrote a book a couple of years after all this happened called If I Did It, where he hypothesized how he would have gone on about having committed the crime had he done it. Which, again, pretty ballsy thing to do. You know, there was certainly a preponderance of evidence that made it look like he had, in fact, done this. But this is one of those star cases where the, the jury maybe got caught up in all of the star aspects of it. But he, the reason I'm talking about this is because this civil case basically led to Simpson being required to pay these families tens of millions of dollars. Now, I don't know how the Australian Human Rights Commission works, but is this something that could possibly come down to happening with... Chris Fagan with Alistair Clarkson. Again, you know, we don't know the names of the, the families involved with this. I don't think we need to know that. 
Um, I don't think I need to know that for sure, but maybe that comes out if it goes before this. Although that said, they did things confidentially. Um, but if, if somebody's going to be getting accused of something, because Clarko, Fags did not have a chance. There, I don't believe there's any opportunity for them to explain themselves, to make any sort of comments about what it was that they had or had not done. Uh, they, were, they weren't allowed to defend themselves at all. And I'm not sure if this investigatory committee was, was into doing that sort of thing. I don't know how far along they got. But it sounds like Fagan really wants to have his say. And they weren't allowed to have their say. Which has now riled up the former head of the, of the Hawks, Jeff Kennett, who is uh, pissed off at Gil McLaughlin. Because McLaughlin suggested that the Hawks could be punished by losing draft picks or being fined. I don't know if they're going to be stripping money away from the soft cap or the, even the hard cap by chance. You know, you do that sort of thing, then you get somebody, oh, I don't know, like a James Sicily who gets suspended. If you decide to go ahead and, you know, take that to the tribunal and push that, well, you can end up losing money out of the soft cap for that. But, um, you know, looking at this... Uh, Article from Sam Landsberger and, and Michael Warner. Uh, it's hypothesizing here where it says, quote, Hawthorne could be stripped of draft picks and fined over its handling of its racism investigation with the AFL weighing up whether to charge the club for bringing the game into disrepute. Now, I'm not exactly sure what it is that the club did. Did the club try to cover this up? I, I, I just, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, and again, you know, this is, uh, you know, the club is right now sitting on the number three pick in the draft, which it's not going to be Harley Reed, okay? But uh, nonetheless, um, and, and the other name involved in this is Jason Burt. And if I'm not mistaken, he was not even involved. He was not even part of the club initially when this went on, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that, but that's what I had gathered from this. Um, but... Kennett was saying, quote again from the same article, that uh, the club was not responsible for the devastating leak of the report to the ABC in the grand final week of last year. He said the club did not do that. That was the trigger that caused a firestorm and the attack on the reputations of the three who stood accused. So, you know, if I'm a Hawthorne supporter, I think, of course, I want to hear the truth. I want to find out what exactly happened, what, what transpired, what went on with my club, who said what, now, as I'm reading through the article a little bit more, um, Mr. Burt, who had been the, uh, oh, I ran, I just ran across the position that he held here. He was the, uh, oh my goodness, I was just reading it here. He was the welfare manager of the club, okay? And he said it uh, this weekend that he had nothing to say sorry for. So... I'm really wondering what it was that that what that went on here, you know. And it's it's and again, I don't need to know. I'm curious because, you know, three gentlemen, and maybe they did horrific things. I'm not saying they did. I'm not saying they didn't because I I certainly do not know. But three gentlemen have been accused of something pretty heinous, and if they did do it, it's you know it's. Uh, it's pretty awful. And, and you know, the, the, the article goes on to say that, you know, that, that if these things happen, they believe it was an abuse of their human rights. Um, you know, and, and they're, they're referencing a player 
different. It's not the player's actual name. Somebody by the name of Zach. And again, that's the name they're using here. They're not identifying the players. And, and I see nothing wrong with not identifying the players in public because I, I don't think they need to be further denigrated by society. Unfortunately, we still see... And again, this is not an American talking down to Australians because... We have our own warts that we have to deal with, but you know we've seen instances where where players, based upon their race or ethnicity, are still being subjected to vilification by probably people who have had just a little bit too much to drink at their seats in the stadium. Or I don't think you guys do tailgating per se, because you know a lot of a lot of stadiums around the United States will have big parking lots where people will come out and set up grills and party and drink and and play uh, you know all sorts of different types of games and activities, throwing a ball around or you know, that sort of thing before the game takes place. So they're they're pretty well lubricated before they even get to the stadium. And again, I I, I don't begrudge people having a drink. If you want to have a drink, have one. I just know I have no tolerance for alcohol. It does not. It does not sit well with me. One, I can't stay awake when I drink it either. I, 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 if I drink more than one beer, I would fall asleep. So I certainly, if I went somewhere and I was going to be driving, there's no way in hell that I would be drinking anything because, especially now that you know, there's now, um, and I did the math earlier today. I just, I just did the the, the checking on my. Uh, where I am weight-wise right now. Um, since August of 2021, I've lost over 36% of myself, 36.2%. I'm down, uh, well, I'm down quite a bit, actually. Um, and I have to do the math here because I don't, I, I forgot what it was, but... Uh, I am down 63.04 kilograms in the last 21 months now. So I have another about 50, 55 pounds that I would like to lose. Okay. I, I, I don't recognize myself in the mirror anymore. I've actually run into students that I had in class about a decade ago that I know exactly who they are. I mean, I've literally, I've walked past them. They've looked at me and they didn't recognize me. And I've had to introduce myself and they were, they were shocked. They didn't, they didn't know who the heck I was. They might've thought I was just some bald, bald, old weirdo, which again, that doesn't necessarily change, but I'm just not as big a bald, old weirdo as I was. Now, I want to get back to discussing a couple games here before we wrap up. Um, I kind of got off track a little bit with the, uh, with the, uh, stuff going on with Hawthorne. And I just, I think it's fascinating. I did see a note though, that Nathan Broad has just signed a two year extension with uh, Richmond. So he's going to be sticking around with the Tigers through 2025. I think that's great. Uh, solidifying some of the youngsters on that side. Um, you know, Fremantle is, is turning things around. This is a club that I think is, is got a lot of talent. Now they're going to have to deal without uh, having Sean Darcy for a few weeks as he gets over his hamstring injury. Um, you know, this is a club that's poised to jump in the eight. But, of course, we cannot look past the fixture for the Essendon Bombers the rest of the way because the Bombers have a rather interesting draw the rest of the way because they are uh, they're finding themselves, you know, they played West Coast this past week, and West Coast played their one of their better games in quite some time. But Essendon still gets to close out the year 
playing the Kangaroos two more times and the Eagles one more time, and they still have the Swans to play as well. And, you know, the Swans are not, you know, as good as they had been. They may be healthy by, you know, late July. They may be healthier. They may have some, uh, some of their key pieces back. And they got the Giants again as well. But they only, they go to Optus, well, they've been to Optus this past week, but they go to Optus towards the end of June, and then they go to Giant Stadium in the middle of August. Other than that, they do not leave Melbourne. Okay? They don't leave Melbourne again. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six games at Marvel and three games at the MCG to close out the season. So that, And including in those are two with the Ruse and one with the Eagles. So if you're an Essendon supporter, if your club stays healthy, you've got to be thinking really, really good thoughts. Now I know there's that big looming, I think it's a four-digit number now, right? The days since Essendon has won a final. There's a good possibility that might get retired this year. Okay? And I know there's a Twitter page, that, and it hasn't updated for a while, but they used to update every day in terms of how many days since Essendon won a final. And the, uh, the principal of my school is an Essendon supporter, and he gave me grief about the Cats having lost this weekend, and I sent him the link to that Twitter page. Uh, I just had to do it. But, um, yeah, if, if, you're a, uh, if you're an Essendon supporter, you got to be feeling pretty good about your chances because I think you can safely say you're probably going to bank at least two of those three remaining games, maybe all three of them. So there's another 12 points you're adding on to the ladder. Um, that other clubs may not get that opportunity. They're not going to have that opportunity to gather that many points compared to what you had there. You know, and getting to my cats, you know, my cats, you know, and again, I'm a DeLong supporter. They are scuffling. Um, the midfield was just absolutely decimated. Uh, sounds like uh, Jack Bowes, Gary Rowan will be back in this week. Uh, but they have, you know, three, four, five, they have six more games at, GMBHA Stadium this year, and of course that doesn't necessarily mean much after they go and lose their third game in a row at home against the Giants. And I'm thinking, if I'm a Cats, you know, person in the front office, I'm thinking, hey, can we go to Giant Stadium or go Giant Stadium or go to Canberra next year instead of uh, the Giants coming to Geelong? Not working out very well for them there. But you know, the Cats uh, still have several road trips to make. They still have to go to the Adelaide Oval to at the SCG to the Gabba. Um, only one more game at the MCG, and of course that's with the Magpies there, and that'll be a road game for the Cats this time around. <clears throat> yeah, road game. Uh, but you know they have the tough. They have a tough draw. They really do. They've still got Port Adelaide a couple times. They've got the Bulldogs twice. They've got the D's. They've got the Swans. They've got the Lions yet. They've got the Bombers uh, coming up. Uh, one more time yet as well. Uh, and they're actually going to GMBHA Stadium. So this weekend was a very interesting weekend of games. And, you know, I, I, I think one of the great games of the week was, was Gold Coast and the Western Bulldogs. Um, I, I applaud the, the fight that Richmond put up with Port Adelaide. Uh, you know, Port on the road, that was a big win for them to come in uh, to the MCG to get that win. You can't you know, you can't not tip your cap to the to the Ruse for battling the way they did in the second half of their game. Um, you know, they did put you know they put six goals one up on the board late against Collingwood to at least let Collingwood know, hey, 
we do have some things that we can do here. You know, and Collingwood put up three goals, one. You know, so they closed the gap a little bit, but it was still, it was still a, uh, you know, they took, you know, three goals off the board there. Still lost by, uh, by 35, which is still a significant margin. But when it had been 53 at the end of the previous quarter, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel for the Roos, but they've had a lot of dysfunction again this year because of their senior coach leaving. Or stepping away for a while. And I hope he's back soon. Okay, you know, I, again, I don't know what's happened there. But I just hope it gets resolved soon. And I hope that people are either able to get back to work or get the closure that they need. So, you know, and I guess I, I need to ask this. And, I, and I, I made that connection or what I thought was a connection between, like, civil court and this Human Rights Commission. So, those of you in Australia, is, is this a, this civil rights commission, is this something that can do more than simply saying, hey, these people's civil rights were violated? Is there something where there's something punitive that can come out of this where there can be damages in terms of like lawsuits or financial uh, remuneration that can be award that can be awarded to um, the individuals who brought this notification to the league, uh, to the club? I mean, are, are Clarko and Fags and Mr. Burt going to have to you know, be paying money out of pocket in this situation? I really don't understand that aspect of it. So if maybe you've got some insight about the Human Rights Commission, I'd love to hear your take on that because, again, I'm not sure how that actually works. I, mean, I get the human rights thing, okay? I, I was the, the head of my school's Model United Nations program for almost 30 years before I stepped away from it a couple of years ago. Uh, so I, I, I'm pretty pretty savvy or aware of, of how that functions, but I wasn't sp sure specifically about what this organization did. Okay. Now I, I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm concerned about it. I'm just, I'm just very curious. And I, and I, and I don't, you know, if, if something has been done that has, that has harmed these individuals, I hope that they, uh, that they get the closure and the results that they're hoping for. But if nothing happened, uh, there there was a you know there was a politician here in the United States, and I'm looking up his name here, and I completely forgot his name. He he was uh, a gentleman by the name of Ray Donovan, and he was a a business executive. Uh, he was the, the labor secretary, the secretary of labor here in the uh, the United States under President Ronald Reagan. And, um, but, uh, he had stated, uh, and I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, something had transpired when he was, uh, secretary of labor. Um, he was criminally investigated, uh, for, uh, larceny and fraud in connection with a, uh, to be constructing a new line on the New York city subway. And he was found not guilty of this, that he hadn't done this. And his famous line that he said, where do I go to get my reputation back? Where do I go to get my reputation back? Because even if the, even if in court he had been found not guilty of whatever it was that he had done in the court of public opinion, if you're charged with something, even if you're found not guilty or found to be not liable for having done it, I think it's safe to say there's going to be a portion of society that is always going to think that you had done whatever it was that it turns out you had not done. 
Um, and, you know, Reagan said that, you know, that he'd always known that Donna was a man of integrity and never lost confidence in him. So, yeah, I just, I think that's a really, really interesting line there. And again, I don't know if Clarko and Fags and uh, Bert are in a position where they're going to be able to make that claim. Okay, I don't know if they're going to be able to make that claim because, you know, again, I don't know what it is that they have done or have not done. They know, we don't know. And maybe this commission is going to get into that. But I, I would love to hear from any of you that might have some insight in that in terms of what kind of legal ramifications does this thing actually have. Okay, so I know we dug into a few games there. I kind of uh, went off onto a little bit of a tangent. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the games this weekend. I'm, I'm going to be out of town I'll probably be watching them uh, later in the week next week. I do hope to get up early to watch the Cats. Uh, my son is an officer in the United States Navy, uh, and he's getting promoted this weekend. So I'm going to be going to the Naval Station where he is stationed. I'm leaving tomorrow morning uh, in about uh, 12 hours uh, to go there. And it's about a 9 to 10 hour drive for me tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to going and seeing him for a few days seeing him get promoted, um, visiting with him a bit. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. So I think that should be fun. So that's why we re we pre-recorded the, uh, the preview episode for this week and um, why this is a little bit shorter uh, and just was busy with Memorial Day and, and honoring those who made the ultimate sacrifice in our country, um, not unlike the Anzac ceremonies in Australia and in New Zealand. So, ladies and gentlemen, I do ask that you look out for one another, check up on your friends, be decent to people, just be kind, be generous with your time, be generous with your, uh, your friendship, okay? Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list there so when new episodes come out, they'll be in your inbox within a few minutes after release. You can leave a review for the podcast there if you'd like to do that. If you want to help out the show, you can click on the Buy Me a Coffee button. There's a square button in the, or a rectangular button on the right-hand side and a little small yellow circle in the bottom left-hand corner. Any money that goes into that helps to keep the podcast up and running. If you want to help out, you can certainly do that. I'd appreciate it. There's also the store page. Again, I put up two new um, images on my store page in the last few days. So if you want to check those out, you can certainly do that as well. If you've got an idea for a guest, hopefully you'll reach out again over my website or uh, reach me by email, yankonthefoot at gmail.com. I hope you'll leave a review if you enjoy the show. That lets me you know, show other people that this is worthwhile checking out. And remember, folks, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, a Yank on the Footy podcast, uh, at yank underscore on on Twitter. I'm also on LinkedIn as well. And folks, I appreciate the kind words. I appreciate the consideration from all of you. It, it truly means a lot. Uh, I am actively looking at 2024 as being when I make my trek to Australia. I'm actually working a summer job at the local amusement park. Yes, I'm a 60-year-old man. I'm in a, If you've been to an amusement park before, they have those people that are walking around the park with a little bitty broom and a little dust thing there, the cleanup litter. That's what I'm going to be doing so I can you know, get my steps in and hopefully continue to lose that weight that I'm trying to get rid of. So, folks, I appreciate you tuning in. As always, may your dribble kick 
never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 266 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, thanks for listening. And please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And I do hope you'll subscribe over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. And until next time, goodbye.